Hey there, welcome to the More Civil Podcast. My name is Mo. I created this podcast as a resource for Blacks, Asians, and those who love them to share stories and processes and build community around important issues. On this show, you get to hear amazing stories from people like you who show us how to get more out of life. The stories featured on this platform are by people whose journey I'm inspired by, and most importantly, people who have been courageous and vulnerable to be open about their life stories. And I hope that in turn, you'll find these stories inspiring. All right, guys. Welcome back, everyone, to the show. And um, it's it's always a privilege to have guests on the show, as you guys know. I love when I have people come on the show to talk about issues that they're passionate about. And in the same fashion, I have a guest today. And I noticed there's been a trend on my platforming that I have more women than men. It's never been intentional. You know, I don't know why. I I try to think I'm an equal opportunity podcaster. You know, but today I'm glad to say I have a man on the show. And I cannot wait to share his story with you guys. So his name is um, Fulahomi Ojolowo. Huh, I said that right. Ojolowo. Yeah, you did. Ojolowo. <laughs> oh, Ojolowo. Oh, like rain is money? Yes, rain is money. Oh, like you're making it rain. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, look at that. All right. Ojolowo. He's the founder yeah. of Love Made Foundation which is a mental health youth network that is geared at helping people find the root cause of their mental health illnesses and to help them heal from their emotional pains. Well, I think we need like a pause to like wrap our head around that whole statement because it's very heavy. He's also passionate about using his platform to promote the power of the mind and love culture, which he strongly believes can heal any broken person. So everyone join me welcoming Fola Homi to the show or um as I've heard him being called Fola. <laughs> <laughs> oh other <Listen>. boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Like and, you that <laughs> and shout out to Anu Adilako. I met Anu through Fola. It was this very brief encounter, like maybe less than an hour. And I was yeah, like, okay, I need to bring this down. Yeah, less than an hour. No, this boy just meets him like, okay, you want to explore this person more. So anyways, thanks for coming on the show for that. Thank you. Thank you more. Thank you. And I'm so glad. I'm I'm so happy to be on the show with you. Oh, good to be nice. Thank you. All right. Um, I usually do this with my guests. I want to hear about you and what was life like growing up? What was your family structure like? What did you grow up in? Basically, the reason I ask that is to see Perhaps how your formative years could have maybe helped in building what your brand is like right now. Okay. Um, okay. Once again, thank you for having me on the show more. It's it's a it's a privilege, and I'm so glad to be here with you. Um, my name is Falaomi Ojolowo Emmanuel. Um, I'm the last of nine kids. Wow, um, hold on, last boy. <laughs> Yes. Like same mom, same dad? Um, not exactly. Okay. Um yeah. Right. I have two moms and one dad. Okay. okay. Good to know. I just wanted to be sure because I was like, Oh yeah, mom and dad really loved each other, if you know what I mean. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh but sorry, go ahead. Don't mind me. Uh, so um I I am I come from a fairly well to do family. Um 
you know, I had everything going on real good. I went to primary school. I schooled in Lagos. I went to Model Nigerian Primary School, GRA Keja. Then from there, I went to um, Model. That's Model. Model College Merrill. Merrill. Oh, okay. Yeah, Merrill. That was for three years, and trust me, it was hell. So <laughs> I had to tell my dad to take me out of that 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 school because I didn't like it. So from there, I moved to Cambridge College, and then from Cambridge College, I went to Ajayi Kauda University, studied history and international studies, and yeah, um, life was, to be honest, like I really never had you know a great a grass to grace kind of story. You know, um, life was very, very beautiful and amazing until, yeah, that was when I finished school. When mm-hmm. I finished school, yeah, when I finished school, it was a different ball game entirely, you know. Um, also, pressure. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was a, it was a different ball game, you know. Um, I now had to start thinking of, what I will make of my life, you know. Mm. You know, I was this kind of sports child, you know. Everybody would do, you know, anything I want for me, you know. So not getting that first was <laughs> it was an issue. And so, you know, I had to grow up, you know, I had to grow up. And it was really challenging for me, you know, trying to find my feet in life, trying to find what really I was passionate about. Because to be honest with you, I studied history and international studies because I just thought it was a nice course, not because I really wanted to. If I was going to like do any course, like voluntarily do any course, yeah. it was going to be music. Music, yeah, because I really like music. But you know when you talk about music in front of your dad, and it's like, <laughs> so you want to go to school to study music? <laughs> Good luck with you know that argument. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, so. Um, because I'm very much passionate about music. I'm a singer, I'm a songwriter as well. So that was very difficult for me. I started having issues with my mom, you know, and it was very, very challenging. Um, a lot of things happened, you know, and then, you know, this thing about African parents, you know, they they want you to, it's not really because they want to, um, they really want to frustrate you or something, but they really want you to start, you know, there's this kind of pressure that comes after school. Are you not going to start working? Your mates are working, blah, 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 blah. So that happened and that, you know, that went. So um, all through that period, it was very challenging for me. I was having issues with my mom. You know, we were fighting all the time. Until one day, I started having these palpitations in oh. my heart. Like, my heart started beating really, really fast. So I didn't know what to do. I I just called my sister in the UK, like, look, go see what's happening. You know? um, my heart is beating really fast. So she said, um, at, at this time, I was about 2023. 20, yeah, mm-hmm. 23. So, so I had to go to the hospital and stuff. So when I got to the hospital, the nurse started checking me. And then she checked my blood pressure. Mm-hmm. And she was shocked. As in, you could see... Her face literally dropped. Then she asked me, how old are you? Again, I said 23. She said, why is your blood pressure this high? Wow. You know? How high was it? It was about um, 160 over over something. Like for my age, that was really high. That's quite high, yeah. 
Yeah, you know, so she was like, uh uh-uh. why is your blood pressure this high? Blah, 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 blah. Then the next thing, I get to the doctor's office, and then the doctor looks at me and then says, Oh, there are three kinds of hypertension or something like that. Mm. And then he told me, Oh, my mine was a, a severe one and stuff like that. So oh, God. What? The stage, stage, like the stage. Yeah, one, yeah, stage, stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You know, so he told me, like, I would have to be on some medication, like, literally for the rest of my life. And yeah, for a 23 year old, I'd never experienced something like that. Although my dad and my mom are hypertensive, so yeah. I guess something that the came familiar from, aspect of it. But at that age, you know, yeah, but at that age, it was too young, you know. Did you have were so, you were you obese? Were you um? I wasn't obese. Eating too much salt, like yeah, a... basically. Mm. At the end, we found out that it was too much salt that was yeah. in my system. So I had to start doing exercise, you know, some cardio and dieting, Mm. no noodles, all that stuff. Mm. Anyways, that's news from the doctor, you know. I called my sister and she came and then the doctor told us, oh, he's he has high blood pressure, blah, 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 and stuff. And that was the beginning of my depression. Literally, I'll literally be at home, and then I was waiting for NYC, you know, to call me. What is the for those that are not Nigerians? NYC is like a one-year mandatory parametry slash cultural exchange slash you know cheap labor we have to undergo as Nigerian students, and you need a certificate of distress to be able to enter the public labor market, labor force. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You, you really know what NYC is. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. So, waiting for NYC. So, yeah, I was waiting for NYC. So, ah, uh, you know, and so I would literally be on, on, on the bed for like the whole day. You know, I was thinking like thoughts were just coming through my mind like, why would this be happening to me at this time? You know, a lot of things, you know, it was so. It was so frustrating. A lot of times I was like, like, am I going, you know, I, I was asking myself lots and lots and lots of questions, you know, and it was a really, really challenging time in my life, to be honest, because I, I never experienced that kind of thing. You know, it, it was, it was foreign to me. So, um, but thanks to my sister in the UK, I was always calling her, you know, when, when when I felt like giving up, you know, a lot of times they'll just say, I'm not even taking the medications anymore. But whatever wants to happen to her, she'll happen, you know, and you know, she would just encourage me, you know, and what was so amazing, like I can't even believe like I'm the one now talking about this now because I never thought it was this was going to happen then. Like I'll be telling the story, yeah. you know, for real, you know. Um it was it, it, I didn't, I, I couldn't even see the light at the end of the tunnel. Like, I just thought it was over for me. Like, some people, you feel like, ah, it's normal, it's not high blood pressure. But for me, it wasn't like that. And, you know, that's one thing about, you know, depression. 
mm-hmm. you know somebody might tell you that oh i'm feeling depressed on something very very minute mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you're like uh, you know but you really don't you don't know you don't know that person's story you know you don't mm-hmm. know you don't know if what that person is going through is foreign to them. You probably might have gone through it and you're like, oh, I've gone through it before. But you know, exactly. when other people are yeah. going through it, like, mm. you know. That's their reality. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it took a lot of talking, you know, a lot of convincing, a lot of, you know, encouragement, you know. And then, you know, my sister's love pulled me through. And that was, that's one of the greatest. I'm, I'm so grateful for her because, to be honest, if not for her, on many occasions, I would have committed suicide. To be honest, this because that you guys started love me together with. Together. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, shout out to my sister. What's her name? <laughs> All right, Pixis. Yeah. Shout out to you. So, yeah, so. It and was this was recent... how many years ago? Like, when this whole thing? It was like two years ago. Two years oh, ago. it's quite recent then. Yeah, yeah, very recent. Wow. You know? Wow. you know, and then, so I noticed that from there, from that point of depression, I just noticed that every little thing that happens to me, I'll just fall into depression. Mm-hmm. Every little thing that happens to me, I'll just, you know, I'll just, I'll just be so sad. Like you literally just say one thing to me and you might not even mean it, but it will mean so much to me. I became, mm-hmm. you know, and so one day I, I'd cried so much. I'd, you know, I, I was tired. I was tired of, you know, being depressed and stuff. So I was going through the internet. I, I read testimonies testimonials of people you know who went through depression and came out of course that time i didn't even know that it was it was depression because a lot of times people... you how are you able to even not even like own it but you know how depression can be like how sometimes you're in denial and yes i hate to play the gender card but being a male like how were you able to sit with yourself to understand that okay because I, I get this vibe right from my male friends. Like, they don't really want to admit depression is a real issue. Yeah. So it was like, forget that thing, John. Like, you know, we'll go to bed, you wake up in the morning, you'll be fine. You know? how, yeah. how are you to get to that point where you're able to acknowledge that, okay, what is going on with me right now is depression? Yeah, okay. You know, in this part of the world, I don't know, I've, I've not been to all the countries in Africa, but for Nigeria, I think that the culture of, you know, toxic masculinity is so virulent, you know. Um, people tell you, oh, because you're a boy, you should, boys don't cry, mm-hmm. you know, boys are strong, you know. And then a lot of times you now find out that people get to a point where they have these issues and, you know, for example, if you have like a, 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 a tap, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's a pipe and there's water flowing through the pipe, right? And, you know, there is no, um, there is no other end to let out the water. You know, there'll be a problem, like, because the pipe is so full, yeah. you know, it's going to give way. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, something has to give way at some point. So that's why you hear that people 
you know, this very, very joyful guy in your class, you just hear that, oh, he committed suicide. You know, yeah. so for me... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, so okay. for me, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, so for me, the... um the way I was able to, you know, own it, you know, and first, because, you know, I, I sometimes, and it's the truth, people who, who go through depression, there are two kinds of people like that. Some people actually know that they are going through depression and some don't even know. And that's the truth. So for me, I wasn't aware that it was, it was depression, but I, you know, I knew this, I knew I, I, I didn't have, I didn't want to talk to anybody. I became antisocial. Mm. I would be on my bed all day, like for weeks, literally for weeks, you know. Every little thing gets me angry. I would be so angry, you know, at every little thing. You know, I would cry, you know. So all those symptoms were there, but I didn't really know that it was depression until one day I went online. And I think I think my sister actually just uh, mentioned it um she mentioned it in a very, very subtle way in one of our conversations. So I went online to check on what depression was all about and come come on, like all the symptoms were there, you know. So I knew that this was so for me, knowing that I was I was battling depression was the first step to my healing. Mm. Yes, because I really don't believe that um there is anything for me i don't believe that there's any hopeless situation before i used to think that my situation was hopeless but you know i'll even just tell you like what happened like after then so you know when the depression happened and stuff like that you know and then i had this my mom issue that i, I would I mean, want to forgive. Yeah. yeah you know i i would literally see my mom and no one to talk to her it was that bad she even came to see me at um, when I when the um, the doctor diagnosed me and I was like, what's she looking for? Like, what's she coming to do here? Like, because I I thought she was the cause of my problem, you know, that kind of thing and stuff. So yeah, so you know, finding out that I, I was going through depression um, was my first step to healing. So yeah, after that, I fell into depression like many times, many 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 times, you know, and. Um, um, it's just, I, I was reading books. I was reading, and one of the books I actually read was a book by one, my pastor, Reverend Dr. Chris Oyakinome, called Power of Your Mind. And the book just basically talks about, you know, mind, you know, it's, it's, it's very explicit about, you know, mind and how to manage your mind. And, you know, I started putting those, um, steps you know in the book to action you know i started doing everything and i would read articles on 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 um, on the internet about you know how to deal with depression so when those things come you know because depression really starts from for it starts from a thought right yeah like you just think something and then it's like small 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 and then it becomes so big like the, the that thought becomes a feeling that now becomes really overwhelming you know and then you don't want to do anything anymore so you know um i started looking for strategies you know so today 
when the depression comes, like, well, I, I will now ask myself, like, when the depression comes today, what are you going to do? I say, I'm going to play music. Yes, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. So, th- yeah, the strategies were working, working at some point. You know, they were working. And then at some point, some strategies didn't work anymore. So my sister told me I needed to see a psychotherapist. Do you know that podcast is going mainstream and that there are many people all over the world listening to podcasts daily? For example, in the U.S. alone, one in every three persons listen to at least one podcast every month. Well, that's a lot of people. Do you also know that podcast listeners tend to be more loyal, affluent, and educated? Speaking of these virtuous qualities, did you also know that on a monthly basis, thousands of people all over the world listen to the Marcible podcast? Hmm. Well, do you have a business, service, event, or product you would love loyal, affluent, and educated listeners to hear about? Then look no farther. To promote your services on the podcast, send an email to talktomo at mossible.com today. Or you can visit our website at www.mossible.com. That is www.mosibyl.com. Uh, so you tried to manage it by yourself? and Yes, I really tried. I really tried. But, you know, sometimes you just, it was just, it was just a terrible period, you know, and... <laughs> I, you know, so I had, I saw a psychotherapist for like a month and she tried to like help me place my journey in life. And, you know, apart from that, I had other things I was struggling with as a young person. I had some emotions and some things like that I really can't tell now because I'm waiting for the right time Take to your actually time, yeah. add to okay. <laughs> Take your time. But, you know, a lot of times, um, one thing I found out about depression is that um, um, sometimes when you have something that you, you haven't told anybody, and that's why it's important to always find help, you know, for always ask for help. Because mm. if you don't ask for help, what you find is that the, the thing keeps compounding, you know, compounding and compounding, compounding, and then, you know, you just want to do something crazy, you know, you just want to hurt yourself. I remember on one occasion, I actually slammed my head on the door. Oh, wow. It was that bad. Just yeah, to feel so, something. What? Yeah, just to feel something, you know, yeah. just to unleash that emotion, you know, just yeah. to... It's almost similar to like cutting yourself, just to feel something. Yeah. Yes. So, you know... So, you're um, to a therapist and... Yes. Yeah, so was it in Nigeria? You found one in Nigeria? Yeah, I did. I did. And she was really helpful. As in, she was really helpful. Was it in-person communication or it was over the phone? It, it was like in-person. I, I I was going for therapy. Okay. So yeah. I would tell... I asked yeah, that because I've advocated, because I, I'm big on therapy as well. And in advocating that to some of my friends that live in Nigeria, who live in Nigeria, and yeah. the issue has always been cost. You know? Yeah. Things are not yeah. cheap. We keep advocating mental health, mental health therapy, therapy. And yeah, and that's why we have Love Made Foundation. Mm. Well, all we do is free. All we do is free. I, you oh, know, nice. so I said, yeah, so I said going for therapy. I was, I was doing therapy and it worked. Like for one month, I was, I was fine. So I told myself I wasn't going anymore. So I could get myself together again and, 
you know, because of the cost that I didn't want to have to spend so much on, you know, psychotherapy and all those stuff. So, yeah, so she came to Nigeria um, from the UK and we got talking and she she just told me, like, look for her. Like, you can't give up. Like, you can't afford to give up. I know you're going through a lot. You know, and she had, like, this heart-to-heart talk with me and that was very encouraging for me and I had this secret I was keeping from her. She told me, like, oh, you're keeping a secret, but I will know at the end of the day. <laughs> okay, if you know, Sha, you know. And, you know, so um, that grew. And so after that, she went back to the UK. Then on, on this occasion, then I fell into depression again mm. this time. So this time I had to tell her, like, everything. Like, I had to tell her everything that was happening because I wasn't telling her everything. I would just everything. tell her yeah so i had to tell her everything everything that was going on in my mind and stuff like that and she just told me at that point like for like you cannot give up now and she told me one thing she said to me i'll never forget is i love you unconditionally like no matter what you do no matter what you've done no matter how bad you might have been or no matter how terrible you might have acted or you know, no matter what you may, what what no matter what you're going through, you know, I would always love you unconditionally. And for me, just knowing that somebody somewhere, you know, just to, even to think because I had my other siblings in Nigeria and they didn't even know that anything was going on with me. To be honest, because they didn't even my sister, my other sister got married. My brother doesn't stay around. Yeah. Then I this my room upstairs in my dad's house. So. You know, but you know, just to know that there was somebody who graduated from being my sister to my friend. At that moment, yeah. At that moment, that was it. And to be honest, that was it. Like I, I kept healing from that point. I healed, healed, healed. As in, I kept healing up. You know, to the points that I'm in today. You know, so she came back to Nigeria again, and she was just like, ah, like um. You know, you can do something, you know, like you can do something and stuff like that. So I was saying her, oh, I had this idea for a business. I want to do this t-shirt thing and stuff like that. And, you know, just put messages of, um, you know, messages to encourage somebody who's going through rough time. Because I thought in my heart when all these things happened to me that if I'm going through this, then that means somebody some somewhere is going through the same or even worse you know yeah. so i wanted to encourage somebody so i was saying that she was like oh you can have a foundation we can call it love made foundation yeah. wow that's it yeah that's the name and you know we started building on it from a conversation you know i went i i made i developed a logo you know i got my friends to work and prior to that time there was this um, story of a girl, I don't know whether you heard of it in Nigeria, who committed suicide. Which one of them? That was, um, that was November last year. No, not last year. Two years ago. Around November. She what was, was the circumstance? Yeah. Yes, this girl, I think um, she had issues with her parents. I, she converted into one religion. I can't really remember. Yeah, I think she I converted... Into a religion and stuff like that, and then um, her uncle thinks she's a witch or something like that, and stuff like that. So 
she was in school, she committed suicide, she didn't have money and all this, she committed suicide and then told, left a suicide note um, and told her friends to bury her and stuff like that, you know. And for me, I it was as though I could see the future from that point because I just thought in my head, like, more of this is going to happen because I'm going through this as well. I don't know somebody else somewhere who is going through the same, you know. So, you know, I said, uh, that's where my passion started from. Like, I just said, no, this shouldn't be happening. And then another case happened in my area. This was even my, bod- my brother's um, friend's wife, girlfriend, sort of. So she, she, she was dating for a while. She had been, they had this, um, you know, lover's teeth, you know. They, they had this fight and then she locked the door of the house when the guy wasn't around. And hung herself in the store. Oh wow! Yeah, probably like in the store. Time. Yes, in the store. In Nigeria. Yes, in Nigeria, just at the back of my house. Okay. Yes. So you know, it was it was really it was a painful thing to see. You know, you know because I knew, you know, I I I saw the effect on the boyfriend's life. I saw. You know, the effect on her parents' life. I saw everything, you know, and I was like, no, this shouldn't be happening. And prior to that time, they actually said she had been threatening to commit suicide. Like she had threatened to kill herself on many occasions. That for me, I just said, oh, this shouldn't be happening. So I called up one of my friends. His name is Abati, Dami Abati. Shout out to you, Dami Abati. Mm. Um, I called him out and I said, look, like, we need to do something. Can you work with me on this project I want to do? He was like, yes. So we started, you know, we had we developed our, you know, our logo, you know, our Instagram page, our Facebook page, you know, and then we started putting strategies together. We put the um, blueprints of of the foundation together, what we want to achieve and stuff like that. And yeah, that's how Love Lit started. Love Lit Foundation started um, last year, last year, March. Last year, April, sorry. So it's been less than a year. Yeah, it's been less than a year. And trust me, we've done so much already. Nice. Thanks yeah. for sharing that. I am, I mean, I'm very glad for you or happy for you that you uh, out of this, and if there's anything I know about depression, is it's, it's it never goes quite away. But what you learn now is just how to identify also the tools to use to get yourself back to the spot that you need to be at. And yes. I still hope and pray that whenever the blues come, or the monkey on your back, <laughs> whenever mm-hmm. they do come back, you you remember just you know how much valuable you are, and you yeah. you're, you're fighting back, and you came yeah. back where you need to be. And yeah. Some follow up questions I had for you though, and and I, I and I know you really you know um talk about the role of social support and in your case your sister being just that person that was not just only saying saying but she really she she, she was very intentional about yeah. just what your value was and that was what really helped you like in your words heal up. So I'm just yes. curious, you know um. 
because I, I, I mean, I interact with a lot of men, and I think even the basic yearly checkup, like go check yourself up, like not not even like mental health, like go get your blood drawn, do like a yearly checkup, find out what your blood pressure is like, you have any cholesterol issues, your blood count. It's very hard for the men around you to do. You almost yeah. have to like threaten them to do that. Um, in in talking about mental health and you know. You know even health in general what's love me like how do you guys really advocate and i want to assume that your platform is not just towards men but i'm hoping that even men can benefit from that like what's your what's your positioning as far as increasing awareness of these issues among you know i want to assume nigerians and maybe especially male as well since you are spearheading this project yes okay thank you um yeah, so I was going to say we we are very much particular about young people in Love Me Foundation, male, female, and because um, I have this belief that, like, to be sometimes mental health issues or mental health illnesses starts from when people are kids. Like for me, I was abused as a child. I was abused at four, so um, that. Yes, that I was sexually abused, you know. So um that affected me like in fact I just realized <laughs> you how know much? how how yeah. much impact that made on my life as an individual. So um our our positioning, you know, as to awareness is we have a we have our Instagram our Instagram page. Yeah, and what we use that Instagram page is actually to engage uh our, our followers um we also um use it to you know chat we've had situations where people actually chat us up on instagram you know we just post we have this um daily quotes we do that we have daily quotes we have um mindful affirmations which is just more of like a mindful speaking kind of um platform basically we drive awareness through social media for now and then we've also had a we had we had a program in december we called it mindful breakfast um, i'm sure you can go on our instagram page to check that um that was, we invited a lot of people and a lot of young people turned they turned up for us they came and they spoke about you know their mental health challenges and illnesses or whatever. Some even, you know, it's not just mental health. Some some actually even have health issues and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, of course, right now, we have a support group. We've, we've started a support group with, um, in collaboration with Epilepsy Foundation of Nigeria. To, we collaborated with them to have a support group. And what the support group just basically would do is to you know create that network that physical network they need you know to encourage you know to give encouragement emotional support you know psychological support whatever kind of support they might need you know just getting all of them to come it's called warriors unite okay so from 29th of february Every month, we are going to have a full Saturday, last Saturday of every month, mm. to give to give counseling. You know, to play games, to talk about mental health, 
and then a host of other stuff. So if you're listening now, I'm inviting you <laughs> for Warriors Unite. We make everything available for free. We do not collect money from anybody, you know, so, you know, and then we also give young people the opportunity to showcase their businesses. If you have your you, a business or you have a talent you want to showcase, you can always come around, you know, because I found out that the reason why a lot of people, you know, get frustrated because a lot of young people especially is because they don't have a platform to, um, to showcase, you know, whatever talent they have, you know, they don't have a network, even if they are doing a business. I know one thing this like UNICEF, you know, has it that um, most poor, poor countries have the highest um, rates of people who have mental health illnesses, you know, so people who are poor, people who can really afford, you know, to, you know, fend for themselves, every day you know they definitely would have some sort of mental health illness you know at at some point in their life so you know we just give people platforms you know to come around you know so that's another and then also we have had school awareness um we go to school we sensitize um secondary schools you know on mental health and to just you know, create an awareness, you know, like if you're going through this, like if, if you have these symptoms, you know, you can always talk to somebody, you can always call for help. You can always send us a message on our Love Made Foundation platform. Even, and then we also have, um, we can refer you. We have other foundations that we work with, you know, to refer people. If, if they have health issues and they probably cannot afford um, to, you know, take care of themselves we can actually refer them to you know a foundation that deals with whatever you know situation health situation they might be going through or whatever situation at all it might be so far that's what the foundation does would, would yes Thank you for that. Um, how do you guys get funded for your Love Me Foundation? Because you said services you provide is free. So how do you guys get funded for that? Okay. For now, I've been funding by myself, a network of friends and then family for now. Okay. And I was going to say, we also have this T-shirt line, you know, that um, we ju- we ha- we sell some t-shirts. You-, you see it on our pages. Um, we have the real people, real love t-shirts. It's a glow in the dark kind of shirt. You know, we sell that. It's a, it's a charity shirt. We raise money. We right? raise funds out of mm-hmm. that. Yes, as well. Okay, makes sense. Um, you mentioned toxic masculinity, and there's this wave of opinions going on now that men are toxic and all of that. What's your opinion about that? Uh, well, um, to be honest, I really feel like um, if you've never been a man before <laughs> or you've never been an African man, you know, you should just try and, you know, put yourself in the shoe of an African man, you know, like, 
you know i think i think it's all upbringing it's upbringing like uh, the african style of parenting to be honest i think it can be can be terrible sometimes you know so you know we train we train young men to be whatever way they become at the end of the day but i also believe that when you grow to an extent you start on learning and then relearning some things so you really don't have to be a toxic man you understand you don't have to be that man who um treats the opposite sex anyhow you yeah. know talk you know you don't have to be that kind of man it's not it's not it's not okay you know to beat up your wife it's not okay you know to abuse them verbally you know or any other way so i think my opinion on toxic masculinity is that it's just it's just not all right it's not all right and no sensible person should be should be a toxic or no sensible man should be toxic thank you would you consider yourself a feminist why why not um i won't say i'm a feminist <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a feminist. I'm, <laughs> I'm very clear about that. <laughs> Why don't you consider yourself a feminist? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, um, I don't know. Like, there's this idea of feminism that people have. Um, I think that a lot of people take it to the extreme. I, I've seen. I think there are two kinds of feminists. There, there are the you know, the normal feminists and I would like all the normal fe- feminists. They are feminists and they are feminist feminists. Those are, those are the extremist ones, like, you know, so I just feel like I, I don't, I'm not, I don't try to put myself under any, um, I would like call it political, I don't like to align myself politically, you know. Yes, I don't like to be in any group or anything. It's just my nature. I just want to be me. You know, if something is not right, it's not right. If something is wrong, it's wrong. So yeah. that's just it. Yeah. I, I think I can do too. I, I try not to like put labels on myself. I do believe in equal rights for both men yeah. and women. And that's very important. Yeah, it's very important. And I believe in people having free will and choices to pursue and seek, you know, happiness as long yeah. as they can, you know, do within the boundaries of free uh, society and you know the laws that are bound in our society and and feminism as a movement and the waves that have come along with that i do credit them for a lot of advancement they've made in helping women have voices but there's so many things that i don't agree with and i think as their, as their mission goes is about choices and like you i i, I was Go back. What does the Bible have to say about this? What does the Bible have to say about that? But what I'm not all about is, you know, misanthropy or trying to bash men um, at the um, expense of women or bashing women at the expense of men. You know, I won't. I'm not for that. Anyone that's, you know, whatever opinions are being expressed that is against human and against, you know, love and just expression. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've we've really talked a lot, and uh, I know there's so many things we couldn't explore because of just how you are in the process of being and mm-hmm. in of that process i i just want to say i'm really when i met you through and i don't know my own my sister when she she just introduced you briefly 
I mean, we're, we're right there when she introduced you. And she said, yeah. that's full of our mental health. I'm like, wow. Because I'm, I'm in all mental health. And to not find a man, an enduring man, you know, um, um, campaigning and having a platform for that, I think it's something very laudable. Because it shows that one, you, and, I'm, 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 and I want to make, make a bold statement that even for the personal experiences you went through, you probably won't be none the wiser. You probably won't be, you know, as passionate about this today. And maybe. Yeah, probably maybe, yeah. I mean, you probably will still be doing mental health, but you won't, the believability of the message won't be as strong as this. And yes. so I want to encourage anyone listening to this that in, sometimes in life we go through some really murky stuff, like stuff that really puts you to shame and stuff that, you know, make you just not be the best version of yourself. And I haven't quite opened on this on this show about just some of my own struggles. And those have really helped me to be able to um, see the potential in other people and also help them realize that, hey, I know what you're going through and I can see what you're going through and I see you. And even in those, in those dark moments, and like um, like um, father said, he, didn't even, he thought he was hopeless. But see how out of all of those gunky, monkey stuff, how something beautiful was birthed out of it. So for those that are listening, perhaps your thoughts are no longer the thoughts that you thought you could ever have. Perhaps you are in a place where you're not so proud of it anymore. I hope this episode serves to encourage you that keep fighting. You're worth it. You know, don't give up hope. Don't give up um, on, on that pursuit of just finding a solution to whatever you're going through. And if it's for, for what is worth, I do believe in you. So please don't, because one day your story could be something that could set somebody else free. And if your story, think of it like if we don't hear stories of people that have triumphed, we probably don't even know that how much more we can go. So you can, yeah. your story can be that story that can help somebody else get to where they need to be. And that's why we need you. You're very important to us. We need you. So um, anyways, I just wanted to end with that. And for that, I don't know if you have any final words. Well, I'll just say keep fighting, keep fighting, you know, you know, keep fighting. You will. That's amazing. Um, where can people find you? I know you mentioned that. Yeah, you can find me at Love Made Foundation. You can also find me at Emanzeel. That's E-M-A-N-Z-E-A-L. Instagram. So you can always just slide into my DM anytime and I'll be there. So. <laughs> slide into the DM. Father, what are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, this, <laughs> and for that, if there's any way we can help you on the show, um, let me know. I am passionate about mental health and I strongly believe in what you do and I do pray that you you know you reach and attain greater heights in Jesus' name. And if you love this episode, let me know. Don't forget to go check out Fola's platform on Instagram. It's the Love Made. It's called Love Made Foundation. You can just find it there. Yes. Love Made Foundation. And you can also um, find him on Instagram. He just gave his handle some minutes ago. Um, don't forget to rate this podcast. If you like this episode, shoot me an email or just leave a comment there wherever you listen to your podcast on. 
but um yeah i guess this is just this has been a good time catching up with you and um, yeah and keep up the good works and all right guys. No. <laughs> thank you more for having me you are you're most welcome you're most welcome and once again shout out to anu I know it's all you've got to just be strong and it's a fight just to keep it together together I know you think that you are too far gone But hope is never lost Hope is never lost Hold on, don't let go Stay one step closer